We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report. Week 12, uh, Hassan, how's it going? We might as well just get into how, how this week is. But, you know, I've been, I've been asking this question with like a, an air of, uh, I don't know, depression, dejection, sadness. Week 12, any better for you? Uh, I think I'm broke. <laughs> any of our listeners want to lend me a few hundred thousand dollars, that'd be great. And a couch um, to sleep on. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for the 100K because I, I, I might need uh, – I'm so far so broke that I, that might not even make a dent in it. Um, no, um, it's been – I mean, it's just somehow mathematically I'm losing every game. I, 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 I know I come on here a lot and say that, but this time, folks, it's, it's actually sadly true. Um, just suffering a bad string of luck here, I think. Uh, no, hang on, hang on. I'm winning. I'm winning some games. This is amazing. All right, um, but let's actually talk about uh, the listeners aren't here to talk about us wailing more about about being poor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, the Chicago Bears and New York Jets. Realistically, there's not. I got nothing on the Chicago Bears side except for Trevor Simeon. I mean, Justin Fields, it bears the right thing. But um, they say Zach, Zach Wilson's dust. Um, Mike White is now officially the captain uh, <laughs> on the ship. He completed 22 of his 28 pass, uh, pass attempts for 315 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Garrett Wilson, as usual, the guy who we've been doubting a lot, he, he popped, uh, caught five of his eight targets for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Um but it was nice to see Elijah Moore come alive. Got two of his two targets for 64 yards in the score. So Blair, is this it? Can we like start Elijah Moore with confidence and Wilson? Um, if you were to redraft this rookie class, where does he wind up for you? Yeah, I mean, in terms of Moore, I think um, he's still kind of a, a tough start, even though he did get the touchdown today because he only had two targets. So. You want to see them use him more consistently. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is the Jets play uh, Buffalo and Minnesota in their next two weeks on the road. Those could be tough games. It would be good to see Mike White, uh, you know, 
how he plays in those games before we get too excited about <laughs> about this offense. Although obviously they look really good today. I mean, in terms of Garrett Wilson, I think you've got to have him as your wide receiver one of this class because um, maybe pl- overall, you know, number one player. I mean, Brees Hall was great before he got hurt. That's really unfortunate. But yeah. uh, but I mean, London didn't do anything today. Traylon Burks did recover a fumble for a touchdown today, but they've both been very disappointing on the season. So, and Wilson just looks amazing. So, yeah, I, I have no problem saying he would be yeah. receiver one in that class. Yeah, we we talked about it not too long ago. I, I was I I was on team definitely on team. But, um, it's it's really I mean, like really. I can't hear what you're saying. You're kind of breaking up, but uh... oh, sorry about that. Is uh, must be having internet connectivity issues here. Um, I was just saying that London gets it done. Um, no, not London. Garrett Wilson. He's been getting it done with everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, like literally everybody. He's been. Um, and I think that that's actually been one of the bigger the the bigger news this this season is that it doesn't matter. Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White, like Wilson's out there. Garrett Wilson, I should say, is out there just putting up numbers, and um. He's kind of relegated Elijah Moore to the one B in this offense, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, one B at best. I mean, who, you know, nobody else really got a ton of targets in this game. They were pretty spread out. You have Zonovan Knight and Conklin each with three. CJ Uzoma with three. Uh, Corey Davis had three. But other than that, like Wilson, Wilson's eight were like easily the most on this team. So if you end up in a game like against Buffalo where the uh, opposing offense is putting up more points, even against Minnesota next week, you could see Mike White possibly attempting, you know, closer to 40 passes. And then you're looking at at least 12 targets for Wilson. So um, yeah, it's pretty exciting what, what, uh, what he could do down the stretch with Mike White. All right, Hassan, you look frozen. Um, We can talk a little bit about Chicago if you want to. Um, whoops, <laughs> get rid of that. Hopefully Hassan comes back in the meantime, we can talk Chicago. I mean, obviously this is a, you know, a tough offense to evaluate with, uh, without Justin Fields, but we would expect hopefully Chase Claypool to pick it up. Cole Komet, obviously we want to see, uh, want to see more before we say these guys aren't gonna, aren't gonna be stars or aren't going to do anything in this offense. I mean, obviously they're not going to be stars, but um, yeah, Trevor Simeon, hopefully he won't be the quarterback there for too much longer. Uh, I mean, the other guy we definitely need to talk about, especially now is Josh Jacobs, who's putting up a huge game. Uh, This game is still going on Raiders at Seahawks. He has one touchdown on the ground, 74 receiving yards, 120 rushing yards. Um, He's someone Hassan and I were talking off air. We missed a lot of the, a lot of the guys who are uh, playing well this season. That's one reason that so many of our teams aren't doing well. And I think Jacobs is kind of the perfect epitome of that. Oh, here we go. There he is. I don't know what happened, man. It's just uh, for some reason everything like my internet just died for a second. That's all right. Hopefully it's okay now. Um, it's okay. I was just talking uh, a little bit about. 
Josh Jacobs since he all of a sudden has become like the top scoring player of the week. Uh, yeah. Still going on. He's a, you know, one of the guys who really, as we're talking at the beginning of the show, our teams are not looking bad. And in large part, it's because we don't have exposure to guys like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. It's, um, it's just like we've, we've, we've discussed this at like, like uh, a couple of times, but I think, one of the mistakes we made was just simply not sucking it up <laughs> and drafting him a, an egregious amount in August. His price was definitely amenable. He honestly opened up a lot more hardcore zero RB bills than any of us are really willing to willing to um, admit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I I feel genuinely sick that I don't have more of this mediocre player right <laughs> like like if you think if you think back to it there were a lot of issues i think the biggest red flag for everyone was the fact that the raiders declined his fifth year option right yeah like 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 that's the raiders saying we made a mistake we spent a first round we spent a first rounder on you we don't think you're worth the pick <laughs> um like Okay, all this is fair. Yeah. Um, and then they come out in that Hall of Fame game, and then it sort of like um, backs up every negative connotation or every negative Josh Jacobs story, right? But that's when we should have been zigging when everybody else was zagging, right? Because like that's when the industry eventually was like, oh, he's a bad pick. And then everybody let him go. And that's when we should have been in on him. Um, because he was just going so so late, just stupid late. Okay, so first of all, Josh Daniels or McDaniels, whatever is that. I don't want to know his name because he should never be a coach again. But um, right, so so I mean, like the fact that Josh Jacobs has six targets and he caught all six of them for seventy-four yards, and now he's got twenty-eight carries and one hundred and twenty of, and he rushed for one hundred and twenty yards and a score. Like it's a little ridiculous that um, you know, or even on his face to have assumed that we should have been taking shots on guys like Amir and stuff. And we should have just sucked it up and taken Jacobs in the, in the eighth. Like, I think, I think, I think the lesson there, honestly, for all of us is, and uh, is to one, well, is to go with your gut there and two, like to like Dak against in, in like true industry narrative, right? Like, like when you can get like a hypothetical presumed workhorse in the night, in the eighth round, I mean, that's kind of how Sean uh, locked in on Melgo like all those years ago, that's kind of like you don't necessarily need an injury to these guys. You know, that's why he was up on on Devonta Freeman. Like there are all these type of guys who emerge. Like that's why he was in on Chris Carson when like, Rashad Penny was drafted. Like um, it's it's so cost dependent, right? That um, that we really shouldn't necessarily be chasing guys early uh, when the I mean, the obvious answer is right there. Sometimes, yeah. how do you feel? Yeah, I think that's right. I think Jacob's price, a lot of the offseason was was pretty unpalatable to me. Like he's someone I'm not excited about drafting anyway, but I was especially not excited about drafting him as early as he was going, even though there wasn't a lot of competition there. I mean, obviously, you know, they don't pick up his fifth year option. They draft a running back. They bring in Abdullah, who looks pretty good in the preseason. Or did he play in the preseason? I can't even remember. He, no, but he's really be, he's been playing all the passing downs yeah. anyway. Like that's like, like 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 when they put Abdullah in there, you just know it's going to be a pass. Yeah, it's like so pathetically choreographed. 
that um just the way it goes yeah that's true and it's a lot like the situation we have or we used to have in tampa bay where you know fournette wasn't the best pass catcher probably not even the best rusher but he was on the field a lot because you don't tip your hand and jacobs you know probably not the best pass catcher on his team um but oh but he was just gonna get fed by mcdaniels man like that's just what he does so yeah, anyway, it's unfortunate that I mean you're always gonna kind of miss on these guys. Like I missed on Fournette the year he blew up too. And I don't necessarily feel like I made a mistake, like that was bad process. I think sometimes uh sometimes Yeah, but I mean look at like but like look at Fournette this year, right? Yeah. Like like from a pure like if you want to start talking about process, right? Like everyone who ran it like who was in on Fournette last year ran it back with Fournette this year. How did that work out for them? Right? Because because <laughs> Because today Rashad White was 14 for 64 on the ground, no no touchdowns, but then got nine of his nine targets for 45 yards, right? Yeah. Like, like, like Leonard Fournette was out, and he's probably not really going to be 100% for the rest of the season anyway. And again, it like that's also very contingent on a lot of other factors. And he was so even that good when he was playing this year. Like he had been a disappointment yeah. for people who drafted him in the third round. Yeah, and that's just the way it's gonna go, right? And I mean, like it's the same. The same goes for like we were talking about this a little bit with with, with Eckler, and 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 last week we were talking. I was like, oh, expect like a fifty percent cut like to his target, and he ended up with two targets, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Today he's got fifteen. Better. Uh, better. Um, oh, the Chargers actually steal one. They go for it. Um, that game. Is that game? It's over. Oh, yeah. All right. They win 25 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, this is nuts. It's <laughs> uh, a disaster. Um, I mean, this kind of. You know, if you had any worries about Eckler's workload after last week when he got two targets, is this, you know, this just kind of yeah. shows you it's. I mean, I mean, you were you were never benching him, yeah, but right for sure. Um, I think fifteen targets probably isn't going to happen. But what do you make of, what do you make of DeAndre Carter getting ten targets and kind of leading the wide receivers? Do you think that's legit? Yeah. Um, I think these like auxiliary guys are pretty legit. Like, there's no way to know how much they can really trust Keenan, right? Right. And last week it was Joshua Palmer going off. This week it's DeAndre Carter going off. You, Mike Williams remains sidelined. You think Carter will stay involved when Williams is back? Probably. I mean, I think at this point, like that's the thing is like he's pretty good. You can't just put the lid back on. Right. Um, you know, like these guys are all fairly good. Right. Right. I mean, uh, 47 pass attempts for Herbert is obviously yeah. a little bit higher than what you uh, would expect, but they do get some some games that could could be pretty big. Miami in Week 14 could be a, could be a shootout. So uh, some interesting interesting games coming up on their schedule. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, again with 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 with, the, with Herbert, like it's good when he's forced to throw a little bit, especially when he has the weapons. You know, I mean. A lot of people have been up in arms on social media about him. Very galvanizing quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I apologize to everyone uh, for yawning on air. Um, <laughs> it, it's just for that kind of a day. Just um, he's here. 
I'm sorry. Just be happy you're you're actually on the air. It was a nightmare. The five minutes I'm trying to run this. Show. Yeah, the five minutes are. Yeah. Not, not even. It felt like five minutes. It was five seconds. Yeah, no, I was gone for a while. Like, I was like, <laughs> "What the heck is going on?" Um, I mean, on the trail. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna just bring up some stats on the other side. Marquise yeah. Brown came in, uh, came back from injury, and led the team in targets. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had only six. Brown had eight. Um, how do you see that kind of target split playing out? Um, but what's actually really interesting to me is the fact that like he got that much work, right? Like uh, Cliff was basically out there saying he's going to be on a on a pitch count like thirty snaps max. Mm. I think he played all but thirty snaps, maybe. Like I think I think he played the whole game, um, and and that's like. Crazy for a guy coming off foot injury. It's good to see that he was able to make some plays, get a bu- draw a bunch of targets. Yeah, um, it's good to. It's, it's funny to see that this offense, not that it's like you know pretty much full strength, is still <laughs> managing to find ways to lose. Um, today they were without two of their best players, probably their absolute best player in Greg Dortch, and then second best player in Rondale Moore. So, yeah, that's true. They're not fully. That's true. That's true. They're not a hundred percent. That's right. They're missing key pieces of the receiving core. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we love to hate on the Cardinals. And when you have Kyler Murray only attempting 29 passes yeah. in a loss in a game that was close throughout, um, obviously, you know, I think there was some question about his health, whether he was fully healthy. But, uh, but still. The way it goes sometimes, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Eckler didn't, man, he had a terrible rushing day. I mean, they all did, but, um, it's good to see Eckler continue to get those, like that, get that receiving game usage. 15 targets is ludicrous, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, crazy. I mean, what's probably the craziest thing is that it's like the third or fourth time he's had like at least 12 targets this season. So 
it's ludicrous, but it's also kind of becoming commonplace for him. Yeah, like he's like he's just one of those things where he's just going to keep getting that kind of usage. It's crazy, um, in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. It was it's? I mean, from a from a football perspective, it's kind of been a little bit dead, right? Like, yeah. Um, I, one one team you had been kind of complaining about on Twitter and on off yeah. air is the Broncos. Um, yeah, I think you can. Can you? Yeah, they really any of these guys on their team like if you you probably have to start dulcich if he's your tight end but other oh i mean no i mean sutton was such a trap man yeah he's been so bad um i i don't know how kendall hinton gets the most <laughs> targets on the team but i don't know what I, the fact that hackett still has a job is nuts um i mean i think i think we're beyond this is just like a blip for ross wilson though yeah um like, like, I think this is fairly pretty much sustained uh, downward spiral. He really hasn't been a good pick for quite some time, though. Like, for the last few years, he's returned, like, an average or below average win rate um, for quite some time. Uh, and the Broncos are a bad team. I mean, yeah, I think I, think the, like, I regret, genuinely regret not playing. Um, this was a bit of a bummer that Michael Carter got hurt again second week in a row. Um, I regret not playing Latavius Murray because he clearly is their workhorse for whatever that's worth. Um, 10.8. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not pretty, right? But it's just crazy to me that they lost to this awful Panthers team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Panthers didn't look terrible today. You had DJ Moore kind of finally putting up a, a decent game, even though it was only on six targets. Yeah, uh, I mean, Foreman again rushing pretty well, 113 yards on the ground. Um, I mean, I don't know, I guess playing against Denver probably helps a lot. Yeah, but the weird thing is that the Denver defense is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going on? Yeah, I mean, you only had Sam Darnold having to throw 19 passes this game, which is probably going to be uh recipe for success for Carolina like if he's asked to do a lot more that could be you know that could easily turn disastrous but um yeah I mean the kind of efficiency that we saw from Carolina today is definitely definitely unusual yeah and they're getting it done on the ground really I mean I mean they, they gave Foreman 24 carries Juba Hubbard 17 carries right and these guys both did pre- pretty well with their workload yeah um, they didn't really have to take to the air very much. Really hiding Sam Darnold was a pretty good play. And the Broncos really looked bad for a very, very, very large stretch of this game. Yeah. Uh, like, like Russell Wilson has hit a absolute nadir here in, in Denver. Yeah. I mean, Wilson, obviously, you can't start. Uh... And I, no, I've seen I, I've been seeing people like drop him everywhere. He's been dropped left, right, and center. Yeah, right. You can't start him. You can't hold him in one QB leagues. Um, he's I like. Do you see him being drafted in redraft leagues next year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just wonder at what. I think he's going to be a tenth round pick again, dude. That's I don't. I wouldn't think to, to do much on it. Um, I can't. I mean, you know, when I'm trying to think of fair value, I'm like, like. Obviously, he's Russell Wilson, but um, maybe he. I mean, he's not. He has. He's not Russell Wilson, Wilson for. Certainly, yeah, he's, certainly this year, and maybe even the year before. So I mean, 
His name is Russell Wilson. I can I'll give you that. I don't know. It would be hard to click his name before like the 16th round. Yeah. I mean, and depending on how you structure your team, you wouldn't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um even in the 16th is, round, like you could get you could get Tua in the 16th round this year. And you'd rather have yeah. the young guy who might be a bust, but might actually turn into Tua. <laughs> and Russell Wilson, who you know is on the decline, hasn't had a good game really the entire season. He hasn't thrown two touchdowns. He did it once. He did it in week four. He threw t- two touchdowns. Every other game, he's one or zero. Yeah, have you been following this Russell Wilson touchdowns versus toilet saga? No. What's that? It's well, it's like it's like does does Russell Wilson have do they throw more touchdowns in the season or does his house have more toilets in the season? <laughs> and so far, so far he's got more so far there. He has thrown for fewer touchdowns this year than he has toilets. Wow. Okay, so he's got a pretty nice house then, I guess, but oh yeah, no, he's got a phenomenal house. <laughs> well, um, let's see. What's how many touchdowns does he have on the season? Nine. He has seven. He has seven touchdowns on the season. Seven. I think he has a. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Crazy. Hang on, Russell Wilson toilets. I need to pick this up. Eight. He threw one today, so eight. Um, he has twelve bathrooms. Twelve bathrooms, only eight touchdowns. Sad. I mean, I don't feel too bad for him with twelve bathrooms, but. Yeah, I mean, he's got that many I feel, bathrooms. I feel bad for Cortland Sutton, and I feel bad for. I feel bad. For, I I feel like you know who I feel bad. I feel bad for Jerry Judy, yeah. right? Like he gets, he's been stiffed. He's been the one who's actually been producing with this version of Russell Wilson, um, and then everyone keeps like flocking back to Portland Sutton, right? Yeah. Like 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 what does a guy have to do <laughs> to get some respect around here? I don't know. Get a different quarterback. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that's even going to be possible. <laughs> Yeah, Judy's been Judy's been all right. He's uh he's had some some duds obviously, but Sutton also has and Sutton hasn't even had a 20 point game yet this season. No, he hasn't. Um that's like the thing, right? Like the way all these guys were being drafted was so early that they're definitely losing you your league as opposed to winning it for you. Yeah. Uh like like all you need is for like has stopped drafting wide receivers too early or have been far too cocky with the feeling of, oh, I've got this short thing now. What happens next? And I can see you taking on far too much risk and your your team is destroyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, although, I mean, even like if I was drafting a zero RB team this year in the fifth round, I'm taking Jerry Judy. Sixth round, I'm looking at, you know, maybe it's a little early for... London, but I'm considering him there. Um, yeah. So, like, all these guys, even if you're trying to get really deep at wide receiver, you're taking a lot of guys who have not necessarily panned out this year. Yeah, and, and that's to be expected. I mean, like, not that yeah. many, but that's the thing, right? Like, every year we think it's unique and different, but it's not, right? Because we do end up with a lot of bad, a lot of a lot of bad picks. It's just a matter of how you put them together. That's true. I mean, that's really the NFL, right? <laughs> or, 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 well, really, that's kind of uh, like that's, that's kind of fantasy football. You like you're going up against people who, um, like you're really trying to avoid guys who have those 25, 35, you know, weeks, um, those games, right? Like, for, I, I'll give you a good example. Like, I'm actually going to lose my matchup this week in, in the league. Um, it was not, it's not going to really hurt me much, 
but it might. But um, I have Ken Walker and J- James Conner. Yeah. I didn't get much out of Waddle. Got nothing out of Brown. My opponent had Garrett Wilson and T. Higgins. Yeah. Right. And, and Justin Herbert. And that's about all he needed. Like that's kind of the firepower he needed. You don't need you don't need to get a lot right. Um, yeah. And speaking of T. Higgins, uh, seven of his got seven of his nine targets for 114 yards in the score. What do you take? What is your take on that? Right. Like, and what do you think happens when Jamar Chase comes back? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I don't think. I think it's possible for Higgins to keep this up even with Jamar Chase on the field. We kind of mm-hmm. this year, I think Chase never really was able to get it going very in a big way before his injury. Um, apart from well, I guess the last two games before he got hurt, he was doing really well actually. Um, but yeah, it's definitely possible for those two to coexist and to put up big scores. You just need the Bengals to kind of commit more to the passing game than they have been uh up until up until recently. Um so hopefully this trend uh, I mean they're still they're still not very I mean they're still they're still trying to run the passing game to the running back. So like yeah he Ryan had, like he had seven targets today man. That's true. Yeah I mean P Ryan with seven targets Hayden Hurst with nine targets you expect when Chase comes back that they those two are the guys who are gonna lose a lot of targets and Higgins will hopefully I mean, he should keep most of his. Um, you, know, you, you, but you, you think, man. But like Zach Taylor is like is like an exercise in futility. Yeah. Um, by the way, I see you're wearing a Ravens shirt. Do you want to talk about that game at all? Ugh, no. <laughs> oh, but we should because it was fine. I mean, well, realistically, this yeah, is like the Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we should. This is the Trevor game. Lawrence. Yeah, like this is the Trevor Lawrence we were promised, right? I mean, I mean. I think all of our lives would be a lot better if, like, Mark Andrews was just catching wide open passes. In, in right. The- <laughs> right. Um, but there, but there, there was some injury news and notes that I had from this game. Yeah. Like, Etn went out very, very early. He did, um, and he was never ruled out, as I recall. But he never came. He was cutting and stuff on the sidelines. Yeah. It looked like he might have come back in, but you know, Hasty was playing pretty well. He scored a touchdown. He was uh, catching passes. Agnew caught a touchdown pass. I think that probably they decided they would just see what they could get out of these two guys and not risk it with ETN. But so, I mean, from what I can tell, it sounds like his injury is not too serious. So hopefully he'll be good to go. We didn't see Daryl Henderson in this one, but he obviously kind of throws a wrench in, in things there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to... I mean, they were very quick to grab Hendo mm-hmm. off waivers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd be excited to see them decide to, to unleash him. Um, Christian Kirk uh, saw caught four of his nine targets for 46 yards, uh, which is, you know, it's surprising to not see them use him a lot more. But um, Zay Jones was cooking, man. Caught 11 of his 14 targets for 145 yards. What's your take there? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the stat line that Zay Jones was putting up every week at East Carolina. So... This is uh, not maybe not a surprise if you if you at all remember him from college, but um, it's, uh, he obviously hasn't really been able to do this in the NFL yet. Um, you know, this is a team that is kind of lacking wide receiver weapons, so they're going to need guys like Jones to step up every now and then. And um, it's definitely encouraging to see Lawrence put up this stat line: three hundred twenty-one passing yards and three touchdowns. 
when he's throwing to guys like Zay Jones and and uh, Jamal Agnew and Jamichael Hasty and stuff. Yeah, he definitely looked like this was the first time that it didn't really look like the guy that was promised. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which sounds which sounds a little ludicrous to say, <laughs> but but it's true. It's just, you know, like first time in his career he's had over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, so hard to tell because his rookie season obviously was terrible. This season he's looked a lot better. Um, but still not great until today, really. And I think a large part of the problem is just that his team is not very good. Um, no, but going to be fairly promising, um, I think. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk is a lot different. And Jay Jones is your wide receiver three is very different than what you've got, right? Yeah. Um, Chris Genova says, what's happening, guys? What's going on, Chris? Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, um, I mean, on the on the Ravens side, obviously there were a lot of missed connections, a lot of drops here that contributed to this. But um, I think still some some interesting things to take away, like Josh Oliver with six targets and a touchdown, probably not going to be a thing going forward. Um, but- yeah, that that's like the tough one, you know. Um, Joshua McAtee is also in here. Matt's up, guys. Uh, Chris asked a good question. Got Hurts, Jones, and Campbell in my lineup. Projected to win by two right now. Do you think I should keep Paris in or out or put in Christian Watson? Um, so I kind of think the way that I see that is you're if you go in with Watson, you're essentially game stacking, and I like that idea a lot. Um, I, I Paris Campbell has been playing pretty well. I, I'll be honest, man. Like I've got a really bad sense for these sit starts. Um, so I'll just pull up. I'm 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 actually gonna go completely neutral on this. I'm gonna go and 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 I'll have it guide me. I think uh, in a vacuum, you would give the edge to Watson. I think so too. The question is: Is Watson kind of like a boom bust kind of guy who has a much higher likelihood than Campbell to get you zero? Because if you if you uh, Oh man! Well, projected to win by two points, our, pretty close. I want to score as many. As yeah. Can, so I would lean Watson. Uh, our our Gillespie's got like Paris Campbell at like, um, pretty much double Watson's uh, average projection. <laughs> there you go. So I think I would just keep it as is. Um, but I don't mind. I don't mind you. Da- I don't. I don't mind you making a stand, and um, just game stacking with Hertz though. Hertz plus Jones and running it back, Christian Watson would be a fine little micro game stack. And you can see how that, like, that story plays out is um, Hertz gets up and the Eagles get up big, and Jones plus Christian Watson get all that usage on the way back. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you could also see it, you know, the Eagles get up big, and then Green Bay ends with like three points. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely can see how that works. Like, yeah. Um, the, the one interesting, I guess the one note that, that I, that I want to go back to a little bit is, uh, but like Traylon Burks is looking a lot more, mm. um, efficient with his, with, with his targets. He's getting a bigger share. Uh, I don't know what's gotten into the Titans of late. They just sort of went out there and let Ryan Tannehill cook, which is absolutely insane when you consider the fact that like the way you attack the Bengals is on the ground <laughs> and they have Derrick Henry and 
anyway, uh, I mean, Henry wasn't uh, wasn't his best on the in the running game today. Only thirty eight. No, amazing in the receiving game though. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, uh, yeah, six targets for Burks, seventy yards. It's obviously a pretty decent line um, from a guy who hasn't shown us a whole lot this year. Although this is now two two pretty solid games in a row, so it's looking it's looking optimistic. Um, they're at Philadelphia next week, so um, that could be uh, a tough one. Blair, to add to our pain, Josh Jacobs just over game with, between the Raiders and uh, the Seahawks on an, on an 86-yard touchdown run. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Oh, babe, bros. This is <laughs> – this is like, – um, Honestly, I, 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 I'm going to need some money, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i just looking at all my DFS. Oh, wow. I don't know how, but I'm in the bottom stoop second percentile. I think I might just have to self-exclude rest of the season, guys. Like, it's just not going to happen. You know, um, a lot of the sports books opened up in Maryland this week. Yeah. Thanksgiving. And I think one of my one of the bets I placed today was Jacob's under under three and a half receptions or something i can't remember oh you were dead before like the boat like before the yeah. boat even left the harbor dude. i didn't go too crazy on the josh jacobs unders but he's killing it's like it's like it's like fantasy. how does he keep getting away with this and like it's just he keeps getting away with it yeah that's right uh josh joshua says josh jacob junk dunked on us all you know what <laughs> yeah like, like the biggest but this is like leonard fournette last year right like I can't run it back with him in the third round next year. I can't. That, yeah, and that's what I was saying. I don't even necessarily think it was bad process to fade Jacobs this season when so many of the signals were going against him in leading up to the season. And I mean, you know, now we have a lot more information and we know how Las Vegas wants to use him. We know he's, you know, I mean, you know, he was a first round pick. He's actually We know they didn't care enough to give him that extension. Uh, yeah i don't know what do you so that's another good question what's gonna happen in the offseason with jacobs and the raiders uh, i think they're gonna give him an extension man there's no way you can't there's no way you cannot yeah. especially after he's played this well yeah yeah i mean i mean the raiders are i don't know what they're even doing anymore uh i think the rumors that they want to move on are so i think they'd be better off putting their resources there then again, they've been so bad with their first-round picks. They, they, they turned Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper into Josh Jacobs and a bunch of guys who aren't even on the squad anymore. Yeah. Um, and Josh Jacobs was the difference today, so that's a win. Yeah, Joe King's in the chat. He says all the bros were wrong and Jacobs. He was going round sixth in the FFPC. Yeah, he was going round eighth by, like, the Hall of Fame game. And we were still just... Like, this ain't going to happen. Not going to be us. We're not going to be suckers for this. And uh, we just, I mean, we got so thoroughly owned. Like, like it's like it, we got owned to, to a degree where, like, you start questioning everything. It's like last year when, like, Leonard Fournette was going off. And, you know, you're sitting there asking yourself all these questions. And now, like, Rashad White is going, like, nuts. Like, like, like I think the big question is, like, how much do you trust this? And I think... With Jacobs, like it's gonna be really tough to 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 run it back with him. But man, I can actually see going 
some kind of wide receiver tight end Josh Jacobs build to like open up. Yeah, uh, Joe, it's the archetype thing, man. I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, did well. We did well, I think, fading Leonard Fournette. So I think we might have gotten lucky on that this year. Locker skill, I don't know, right? Because I think that might have been slightly process oriented. But man, with Josh Jacobs, like the weird thing is, is that like we knew he had this ceiling in the back file. And yeah. it only took them four years and not to pick up his freaking contract. The the not picking up his fifth year option thing feels like such a strong signal because when, when teams do that, you know the players dust. <laughs> like we see so many players move on to their second team after that. Right. Get no usage. Um and just get no and then like doesn't get that contract picked up kicks it on the league and he's done and he's out. Like this is like a true, like they rugged us, man. Like we were rugged, like absolutely rugged. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think the one difference and you kind of alluded to it with Jacobs versus Fournette is that before Fournette's big season, he had been like one of the least efficient players in the league. And yeah. even when he was having his big season, he wasn't really that, that efficient. So it's like, okay, this guy is probably, you know, like he could be one of the least talented running backs on the field, on any field. But with Jacobs, um, we've actually seen him play pretty well in the past. So there was some uh, some evidence that he did have this kind of kind of ceiling. So I guess when it comes to next season, um, if he is going in the third round or maybe even earlier, I mean, he's playing even better than Fournette did last year, probably. Um, yeah. You know, are you just completely out? No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't, right? Like, but I think the way I'm going to approach Josh Jacobs' builds is very specifically tight end, wide receiver. Josh Jacobs is like the pick, mm. and then wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, probably tight end again. And then you're going to expect, and this is going to sound just crazy, but Josh Jacobs is your like anchor RB, yeah, and 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 then Jesus take the wheel, <laughs> right? Like. Uh, yeah, I mean that could definitely work. I can't see like, drafting Jacobs next year at all on any team. But but again, but again, we like we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna have to look at like some some guy who we're gonna get at that discount, right? That sixth that goes in the sixth and then slides down, and then we're gonna have to decide: is this the guy I want anchoring my my zero RB build? Yeah, someone who you mean like someone who. Uh, used to be in the third round. Yeah, and then just like slides. And there's a lot of them, right? Like all the all the injury guys, like Dobbins could be one of those dudes. Mm. But like I don't even know how you trust it with Dobbins because of because of um how hurt he's been. You know what I mean? Um yeah. Joe Mixon slappies are never gonna let him get down there, but he should be. <laughs> um yeah it's hard to imagine like I mean Ezekiel Elliott was already almost there this year and he's probably going to be even later man i think i think oh god deandre swift doesn't fall that zeke like the six no no there's no chances of swift yeah but like with zeke with zeke if 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 we get like a like oh god it's, it's gonna be zeke man and then we're gonna really hate ourselves uh yeah it's hard to see with zeke because he's like it's so he's got his like so he's got his he's gotten progressively uh less explosive than he was early in his career. 
Um, and he doesn't get this kind of level of targets, but like, I guess if anything happened to Tony Pollard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good question. If Zeke is going in the eighth or ninth round next year, like, God, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You have to get some exposure, maybe at least. I'm in. I'm in. I'm not going to like it. And I'm not going to be proud about it. And I'm never going to talk about Zeke exposure like I need to, but I'm in. <laughs> um, or maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to look up Dalvin who was hanging all that far. Sorry? Dalvin Cook. He probably wouldn't fall that far. No chance. No way. He's had it. He had had too many good games this year. Kamara, too. He's like he has some very lucky games this year. Although, I mean, Kamara's another one we can talk about because he's really not playing well. Oh, this year's gonna be tough for him because he's actually gonna be serving a six-game suspension. Right. Right. All right. So and there's a he probably does fall into that range. Um yeah, but then you have to also keep in mind you're losing six games and there's a real possibility that the Saints ship him off. And That's true, which could be good the way he's playing with the Saints this year. Saints this year keep riding out the corpse of Andy Dalton who did nothing. I mean, um, I, didn't, I didn't even want to talk about this game. I guess we, we do need to talk about this game um, because of some news on the, on the, on the Niners' side. But mm-hmm. um, on the Saints' side, Alvin Kamara, seven carries, 13 yards, no touchdowns, and then got six of his seven targets for 37 scoreless yards. Uh, I mean, this was just a game where, I mean, you ran into the Niners. Like, <laughs> they're one of the best defenses in, in the NFL right now. Um, you're, I mean, they, for lack of a better word, the Saints brought, like, a butter knife to, like, trench warfare. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like, they got just completely destroyed. That's like, all they had. There was no knife. hope. They don't have anything better. It was like it was like watching Black Adder, like the fourth, <laughs> and and uh, they're they're like, um, oh, we we uh, like they just like losing and, like copious amounts of men, and they, they win this little patch of land, and they're like, oh, uh, we won this. This land is symbolic of our victories, and the commanders like, oh, I wish to go see it, and yeah, they're like, this is it. This is what we won. Um, yeah, it's just like it's like very. If you watch this game, you like. I feel bad for the Niners, like the Saints fans, who have to sit through this, and then I feel bad for the Niners fans because uh, CMC's usage was all over the place. He apparently um, hurt something today, and so they so they curved back a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, had a very un CMC like uh, line: eleven carries, thirty-two yards, no scores, and then. Only six targets, four catches, 17 yards. He was not moving the same. So, one, Elijah Mitchell also got hurt. So, so Blair, like, so is TDP back in play? Like, would you pick him up? And then how bad is this for, like, CMC's outlook rest of the season? I guess you have to pick up Davis Price. I had just dropped him, like, last week to pick up someone else. But I don't know. I guess, I guess you have to. Um I'm less concerned about McCaffrey's usage. I think, you know, this was kind of a kind of a weird game where they didn't necessarily need McCaffrey as much with the Saints not even able to do anything. Um, you know, obviously if there's some injury news on him, I want to monitor that, but um I'm not I'm not panicking yet on McCaffrey. So, uh like obviously you have to start him if you have him. And uh Yeah. Same goes with Jeff Wilson. I believe he also hurt himself at the end, towards the end of that. Yeah, we should talk. All is well with him too. Talk Miami. Did he? Did he get hurt? I know. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Tyreek Hill left the game. Sorry, just yeah. I mean, everybody left the game. Like, like the Texans are a disgrace, dude. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's true. It sounded like Hill left the game because of some cramping or something. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah. In any case, yeah, the Texans obviously are disgraced, but I mean, the Dolphins are are legit, actually good, right? Oh yeah, they're definitely good. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch them go. I think. Um, by the way, there's a bunch of teams on 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 by next week, and um. The only ones that are really of any consequence, at least this late in the season, are probably the Bears with Justin Fields. Um, and then you got the Colts with uh, JT. I, I guess I guess Watson's a question mark, right? Because he's been coming on pretty hard. But uh, that, that brings us to, like, a question, right? Like, so what are your thoughts on the game tonight, Packers at Eagles? Like, what are you hoping to see? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see... Um, yeah, like some of our viewers, I could use a big game from Christian Watson if if the Packers can manage it. Um, what am I hoping to see? I mean, I think this this game, like we already kind of know that Aaron Rodgers is dust. So, yeah, there's a report that he's playing with like an injury within his thumb. Right, that's right. Um, Do you think? Uh... Oh yeah, that's right, Joe. Uh, Joe's like not asking too much. It's a fifty-yard AJBT in the first drive. Hey, I I need it, man. Like I will take any and every buy get. Um, we 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 talked a little bit about the Eagles and their power outage last week, and like this feels like a good get right spot for them, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's you know you hope that the Packers can can put up some give get some quick scores to Watson and keep the game interesting so that AJ Brown can get that usage. Um, Cause it would be nice to see him get, get a, have a big game after a couple duds. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've been, the Eagles really haven't been scoring the way they've need to. They haven't had to either. They haven't really been pushed as much. Yeah. Um, but I would like for them to hopefully put it together. Right. Like to know, happen uh, a lot out of ajb mm-hmm. that's right ffpc playoff hopes on the line that's uh that yeah good luck to everybody who is sweating that um oh man that's right yeah and just one time for ajb man because i need him in a bunch of other leagues uh a lot of best ball teams hopes live and die with him i would like to shout my third and fourth place best ball teams um the last few weeks uh the last two weeks they've all uh, done a really bad job and they've gone from third and fourth to like seventh and eighth <laughs> so good stuff good stuff uh, by me oh man i stopped uh, checking those rosters teams in like week six once i knew that oh i was just day. i was just scanning i was just scanning <laughs> i was like oh this one might have life this one might not i, I had a team that, that was in like and i was like oh i wonder how far back i am from second and i was like 250 points back from second and i'm like oh <laughs> this was like like this was like Whoever the first two teams were in this one, this was like an invitational for them. It yeah. wasn't even a league. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm optimistic that we see some kind of return to form for the Eagles here tonight. Um, if nothing else, I'm hoping for a big game out of Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Need them both in different leagues. Uh, hopefully, A.J. Dillon comes on, if only for the sake of, like, best ball teams. That's about it. Um, uh, Christian Watson, I, I have him on a lot of best ball teams. Was really hoping that 
this all he does is score touchdowns and can continue for a little bit. Um, and the only other game that we have wrapping this uh, this week out is Steelers at Um For that, I'm really hoping to see Pickens really continue what he's been doing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It would be great to see him get uh, a lot more targets than he's than he's been getting the last few games. We still haven't seen him hit like that you know, that kind of target level that you want your elite guys to get to. So um, it would be nice to to see them really kind of use him as a central piece of the offense, obviously with Deontay Johnson there. Maybe that's not going to happen. They also really like throwing to Fryermuth, which I'm definitely okay with. I own him on a lot of teams. So to see him continue uh, doing what he's been doing would be would be good. And next step from Kenny Pickett, I think, is what, you know, for him to take a step forward is what really needs to happen for, for both of these guys. So hopefully we see that tomorrow. Yeah, I think the Steelers did a really bad job. They did really shortchange Pickett by not letting him play with the starters at all until like week six or whatever, right? Yeah. So hopefully he arrives like around now. And there's not going to do much for people if you drafted him heavily on the in the uh, Steelers offense. Otherwise. <laughs> um, on the Colts side, I'm just hoping. I mean, even Mike Tomlin was joking about it that like the Colts have an affinity to establishing the run. I wonder if like Paris Campbell can keep it going. Uh, I doubt it. Um, I am kind of expecting actually a big Michael Pittman game tomorrow. I don't know why. I just feel like it's coming. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually own a lot of the Colts offense outside of um, Jonathan Taylor, but um, yeah. And he really, really did like he really did his dirty man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, never say never. That's right. Uh, I'm died at 144. He has Jonathan Taylor. Should I start Pittman or Aaron Jones? Uh, I don't know anything about your scoring format. I'm assuming it's PPR. Uh, I might. Uh, I might actually just roll with. Aaron Jones, wouldn't you think? I think that you that would be the default. The only reason to go for Pittman would be, you know, kind of on the theory yeah. that, that the Colts are putting up a lot of points and you need Pittman to. Yeah, I mean, and then and and the Eagles have been more susceptible yeah. to the run. They've been way more susceptible to the run. That's true. Um, yeah, it's PPR. I think I just go with, we'll Jones, go with Jones. I think. Yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, he would have the edge in terms of projection, and we know for sure ceiling and median outcome. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that you'd start Jones, brother. Sorry, <laughs> this is Aaron Jones. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Um, what other Jones would there be? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like the Eagles have been giving up a lot more yards in the ground anyway to run. They just their stout run defense has fallen apart entirely. So I think that you just. Ray Jones can hit the big ones, um, the, the the big the big runs because that's that's what you're gonna need. I, I don't think Pittman really gets it, gets it done as much. Yeah, the other thing is the most likely outcome if Taylor scores a lot of points is that Pittman has a really bad game. So yeah, so if yeah if you do need to keep up with a big Taylor game, then you probably need it to be Jones. Yeah, more likely to get it from Jones. All right, anything else we need to discuss before we sign? No. No, no, the Thanksgiving slates are always weird. I hope everybody did have a happy and safe Thanksgiving, though. Um, we're going to definitely bring a guest on, hopefully soon, and hopefully you all have a good luck with your playoff pushes. Absolutely, and uh, remember to 
subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I don't think you get any notifications or anything like that, but it helps us with the algorithm. And uh, rating and reviewing our podcast channel does the same. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.